0: You're listening to episode two of the dogs are people Two podcast presented by dingle days i'm your host jariah dingle and i believe that anything can be learned if you believe that's true as well then keep listening because this is the number one show to bring you the best tips strategies and technologies for pet parents whether you want to learn the best things about canine scent work pet photography or the best technology for your productive lifestyle this podcast is the show for you so let's get after it today on the show i'm joined by our special guest who is a professional dog trainer, offering private lessons in agility, tricks, rally obedience, and scent work, a joy of mine. She grew up just training neighborhood dogs and horses actually for a few years there. After learning about nose work, she tried to find a complete kit to train her dog. But I, like many other users out there, could only find like those little travel kits. So today we're gonna be talking about nose work in a box. It's everything you need to train your dog from novice to advanced scent work.
1: Without further ado, Teresa Hatcher, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So I know that was a mouthful, but just generally speaking, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into training? I know your background and and just growing up, where are you based out of? And uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself from your perspective.
1: I am in Southern Indiana and except for two years of my life, I've lived in Southern Indiana and I grew up on a farm where animals were part of how we survived. My grandfather plowed with draft horses. So from the very beginning, I have been around animals. I trained all the neighborhood dogs and spent probably 10 years training show horses, American saddlebreds before I got into the exotics. And I worked as a zookeeper for about 20 years where I worked with everything from tigers and elephants, snakes, birds, and my favorite were the non-human primates. So I learned a lot about the science of training, the science of learning, while working at the zoo. And then I went back to my first love, training dogs.
0: Wow. We all love our fur babies. And so today on the show, you're going to be talking a little bit about training the dogs, but specifically with your product. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Nose work in a box. What is that? And what is, what's that all about? I just real briefly for the audience, I first saw this on my buddy, uh, Jeremy's channel, Jeremy McLaughlin from Family First Canine. I'll be sure to link that video down in the, the description below. Um, He's actually going to be joining us on the podcast as well to share some of his insights on canine scent work. But I was like, this is really, really cool. I ordered one for myself. And so check out on the Dingle Days YouTube channel. We're going to be doing an unboxing and I'm going to go through my experiences with my German Shepherd dog, Disney, and how this worked out for us. But just from your perspective,
1: tell us a little bit about the product. Well, I first learned about scent work just maybe a year, year and a half ago. And Jeremy had been telling me about it and I worked six days a week training agility dogs. And I just thought, no, I've got my hands full and maybe someday when my dog gets older. So I had a client's dog that was aging out, getting too old to play agility, but I wanted to keep it active. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go ahead and learn scent work. And Jeremy came over and did a workshop and I was all excited. So I went online I'm started looking for something to train my dog with because I'm brand new. I can see on paper what is required what is allowed, but I want all this in one place where I can train my dog. And about the biggest thing I could find was would fit into this. And you might have two or three Q-tips and a scent vessel. So I decided there had to be something better. And I started looking around for all the supplies. And it is a huge chore if you're going to buy it just for yourself to go out and find each of the materials that you need to train your dog. And I could not believe there wasn't a full kit. So I decided, nose work in a box, we're going to have a full training kit. And it has everything that you need to train on your own or with an instructor. If you have an instructor that can help coach you, that's great. But if you live somewhere where they haven't discovered scent work, or if they're not into that yet, you have everything in this box that you would need to sit at home, train your dog, and then start taking it out to different places and taking the show on the road.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so great. I'm not going to name any specific products, but I have had some experience with those others. I mean, of course, you know, if if, if you don't have anything, of course, just go ahead and start. I'm a big proponent of going ahead and starting, but this product is just so unique in the sense that you, you don't have to like nickel and dime here and there with regard to picking up everything you need to get started. I know I use priority mailboxes, right? Like, you know, trying to find some identical containers or whatnot. But what's so unique about this product is you include the other products and not just searching in a container element with regard to a box, but also the products that you need to do an underwater search or buried search. So can you tell us a little bit about the contents of your kit?
1: Sure. Each of the kits contain two hot jars. Birch is in one jar. Anise is in the other. And these are glass jars with seals on them to make them airtight. And that's super important. The essential oils that are in your kit are shelf-stable for about two years as long as they're in an airtight container. The other reason you want to make sure they stay in an airtight container is because if you have that smell, especially anise, anise is very strong. So if I just have this sitting open like this, pretty soon my entire house will have that odor in it and you'll be able to smell it. It smells like licorice. And that desensitizes the dog. We're trying to teach your dog to be very sensitive to these odors. If the odor is always around them, they're not going to be as interested in finding it. They need to be able to walk in a space and go, oh my gosh, there's that smell. I'm going to get a hot dog. So you want to keep it in an airtight container. Each of the scent jars, you get a bottle with a dropper of the essential oil. So this is birch. You have tweezers which are used to pick up your Q-tips so you don't get the oil on your hands. Because once the oil is on your hands, you're going to transfer it into the environment. The scent vessel, which is dedicated to that odor and labeled, has a rare magnetic earth magnet in it so that you can use it whenever you're out hiding. You can start doing elevated hides, and that will stick up off the ground. Because even at the novice level, they have to search up to 24 inches off the ground you have a tea dispenser and this is used in the buried element you put a q-tip in here that has been scented close the cute ball back up you'll put it at the bottom of one of these boxes and these boxes come with four inch markings on it so that you know how deep to put the sand but you'd put your q-tip in the ball put it at the bottom put your sand in it then you take the grid and it snaps right into the handles to make it secure so your dog can't just dig in the sand or dump it over. It's easy. So now you've got your buried element, and this will be covered up with sand. Once you use a box for birch, you need to mark it. So this is always going to be the birch box. Easiest way I've found is to just put a mark inside the handle. That way you know this is your birch box. And the other one can be your cold box. It never has odor in it. So now you've got sand in here, sand in here, and When you set up for training, your dog can start discriminating. Okay, when I come here, nothing happens. But when I come over here and smell that birch smell, she gets excited and gives me steak. So this gives you the ability to let them discriminate between a cold and a hot box. Also in your jars is a suction cup with a little black tube. This is used for the water element, and that's at the advanced level in AKC. You would put a black Q-tip in the tube section it to the bottom of the box. Obviously you've dumped out the sand and fill it up with water to the four inch mark. And this is really, really cool. Uh, Like I said, I started scent work for an older dog and then I went, oh my gosh, this is fun for everybody. So to see a dog go through set of eight or 12 boxes that have water and they all look exactly alike and to be able to hit consistently on the correct one it's really neat and it's designed to replicate the work of the search and rescue dogs when they're going to find a body in water so this shows how sensitive the dog smell is also in the hot jars are a little bitty jar and this is for your used q-tips when you are training. Every day or so, you might want to change out your q tips that are in your scent vessels. You don't want to throw those in your trash can. Remember, you've got to put it in an airtight container. So this airtight container is for your trash Q-tips until you can take them outside of your house so that you're not confusing your dog in its training. So those are the hot jars. That's how you use these totes with the covers. And in competition, you're going to have anywhere from 6 to 12, 18 at the top level boxes, but I only ship two, these are actually the most expensive part of the kit. So the price would go up even more if I shipped this full set, but this allows you to get started. Also in the box is the cold box. And it's really important that you keep the cold stuff separate from your hot kit. So when you first get your kit and there are instructions on the very top of it, bunch of papers, it'll tell you what is in the kit, It'll tell you important notes about your kit, and the very first page after contents is unpacking your box. Super important that when you get your box, you pull all the paper and packing stuff out of it because these are packed to be able to ship and not break. So you've got to pull all your packing material out and put it in an outside trash can because the paper that is in this jar will smell like birch, and when you put it in your trash can, your dog's going to smell it. Your cold box. Won't have any packing. Um, comes with 10 alcohol wipes for accidental spills. You can wipe it up and clean the area. Comes with putty tack. This is what you can use when you are working where there's not a metal surface, so you can't use the magnets in the scent vessels. You can break off a little piece of this, put it on your scent vessel, stick it anywhere you want. We have a cold water setup, so you can put this in the second box and it never has odor. You get 100 pre-cut Q-tips. Trust me, this saves you a lot of time. So whenever you want to use one, you can just pull out a clean Q-tip and put it inside your scent vessels. You get four cold scent vessels and they all have those magnets in them. So you can use these to train discrimination of scent that you've got the cold ones here and then the Q-tips in the hot ones And then you've got a tin of black Q-tips. And these are really good for the water hides because if you stuck a white swab in that black tube, the dog's going to be able to see it possibly. And this helps blend in. So you get 40 of these as well as a few starter instructions. It's not a whole training manual, but you get a description of what each item is for. You unpack it and you go, what am I going to do with all these things? Oh, yeah, and then I forgot the most obvious sitting back here. You get 10 identical containers, and these are not AKC regulation size, but they are 10 identical containers that you can use at home to practice to teach your dog the container element to be able to go through and find the one with birch. Again, once I put birch in this box, it's perforated on top so that the odor can get through, and you can tape a Q-tip to it, but then on the bottom, label it. So, you know, this is your birch box. So I'm going to train. My dog's going to find this box. When I'm done training, here are my other boxes, my code boxes that have never had odor. And I'm going to store this in another room. You want to make sure you don't contaminate the code stuff to help clarity in your dog's training.
0: That makes so much sense. And that that was so much resource right there as well. I mean, for those who may not be familiar necessarily with the stages and we start talking about that odor imprinting. And so much of the emphasis with the kit is just keeping that scent novel, right? Trying to get that dry. You know what I mean? That motivation for your dog to want to go find that scent. And if it's just around all the time, it's no longer this special thing associated with, oh, I smell that thing. You know, I want to really work to go find the source or the strongest, you know, source of that scent somewhere in the room. So that's, that's really, did you go through a few prototypes before you figured figure what needed to come together? Was it just kind of like seeing here and there and like, you know what, let's just bring this all together to make sure you can go through the various levels.
1: Yes, when I started, I'm the local instructor for agility and I was getting some of my students interested in those work and I wanted to provide something that they could start right now. And it was basically this big, just like everyone else. And I got frustrated because as we wanted to move up in our skills, I was constantly adding to what I wanted them to have. So, I've been selling this for about a year now, and a year ago it looked a whole lot different. I'm real happy with the basic kit right now, uh, but I have already started adding other things. I am now offering a travel box because you're not going to want to lug this whole system around. If you are training for the buried element, and that's at the novice level in AKC, you can start buried in novice and then you're going to want to have to lug this around, and it doesn't come with sand or water, obviously. But if you just want to go to Rural King or Lowe's or some place like that to train your dog in public, you don't want to lug these glass jars around because they'll break. So I'm going. I'm starting to offer a travel kit as well as these little vials, which are really fun because a Q-tip will fit into one of these vials, and it's very very small. But you can then. Stick it on anything magnetic and start working on your elevated hides because you want to make sure you don't accidentally teach your dog to alert to the aluminum tin. No, that's so very critical as well. The vials are awesome. You can start using them for more inaccessible hides and you want to make sure that you don't have a dog that's just going to grab it. So you want to put it where they can't really get to it. But these are really nice because they're, they're more discreet than the scent vials
0: so cool I'm so happy that I just stumbled upon it really because there I mean I've literally I've just been like oh what this because I don't want to put it together myself I'm just honest like I want to have <laughs> fun I want to get to the fun part I want to play with my dog I want to train my dog but the preparation sometimes is half the battle and I know that keeps so many people from training I mean there's the basics but you know sit work is just fun for those of you yeah. who haven't tried it yet I don't know I think it's just a little addicting just to see because I mean your dog is in its element I know I know you have a real heart for agility um, I got a German Shepherd dog Dog and you know the his history with like uh, hip issues or whatnot. So I definitely didn't want to start him on anything like that. Right now, we're working our way through dog sports and scent work is where we're at right now. But just just briefly, uh, do you want to touch just a little bit on what you do with regard to your agility work, and then we'll tell the audience uh, where to find your product so they can get their hands on one themselves.
1: All right. Um, well, I primarily teach agility. I've got a business in Newburg, Indiana, and It's right in my backyard, which is nice because I am flexible on time and I can accommodate people's work schedules and what. But I have been doing agility for close to 30 years now. I was doing agility before AKC knew about agility. And it's a lot of fun, but it is physically demanding. And not all dogs can do agility, not all handlers can do agility. So scent work is fantastic for baby dogs who should not be doing the rigorous. Activity of agility and for older dogs or dogs that just aren't as interested in agility. But it's also a great almost cross-training activity for dogs that do do agility because this taps into a completely different set of skills and allows the dog to be dog. You know, they are doing what they do best. They, They can smell birch from the first day you offer it to them. They smell it, that's not a problem. What you have to do is teach them that that birch is such an important smell that you will give them the best treats available. So it's a lot of fun to watch dogs when that light bulb comes on and all of a sudden they are like, Oh my goodness, here it is. Here's the hot dog smell. Learning canine
0: scent work, pet photography, and pet technology can often be a grueling process for pet parents. Every other week, join Geria Dingle, filmmaker, YouTuber, and dog trainer, as she reveals her best tips, strategies, and technologies that helped her furry friend best share in her life. Whether you want to learn more about novice canine performance sports, animal photography, or the best pet technology to fit your productive lifestyle, the Dogs
1: Are People 2 podcast is the podcast for you. So let's get after it and share in a new episode every other week. I've just really enjoyed Enjoyed getting into scent work because it's more what the dog does, and you just sit back and facilitate their skills. When you train, it's easy to get caught in a rut of repeating the same kind of hides. I put the scent vessel on the ground the dog finds it. I start tucking behind things, the dog finds it. And it's really important to remember from the very beginning, you need to start teaching the dog to find the source of the odor, no matter where it's at. By the time you get to the top levels of competition, the odor can be hidden five feet off the ground or even higher. So you've got to teach your dog how to look And these scent vessels with the magnets in them are fantastic. If you have a metal surface, my dishwasher, my refrigerator, both work. Metal crate pans are fantastic for starting this game. Anything metal, you can have your cold vessels scattered around on it. And then you've got your one hot vessel and you put it on there. And you ask the dog the puzzle, which one of these smell? And the dog's sense of smell is so strong, they're going to smell it way out here. But we want them to come in And know that it's this one that you're training for. And then you can pay the dog, pay the dog, throw them away so they have to leave. And while they're gone finding that cookie, you can move the hot vessel somewhere else. So they come back and it's a constantly changing puzzle that the dog has to figure out which one of these things is going to get him the cookie. And this is a lot of fun. You can do inside, doesn't require much space. And really test the dog on finding the exact source. Well, this one this one will smell because it's next door, but the odor's coming from here. Okay. Well, no, that
0: makes sense. Really trying to avoid that pattern recognition and making sure you're moving things around because yeah, they, yes. they sometimes do get lazy if it's like easy, if it's always in that one. It's like, well, I'm not even yep. really searching. I'm just it's always in the first yeah. one and like, yeah, that, that yeah. makes so much sense. And especially up, because I don't even often think about that. You know, it's like, oh, let's move it around. Let's move it around. And of course, you know, in the beginning, there is like minimums or maximums rather in uh-huh. the early stages. But yeah, I, I didn't even really put much emphasis on that to think about that. So that's definitely something I'm going to consider yeah. making sure you practice looking up.
1: Even the novice level, you know, it could be on the bottom of a chair. That's 24 inches. So the dog's got to be kind of able to come in. My first trial, that was one of the hides was we went to a room and there were a few chairs sitting around and a table desk. And that was all that was in the room. And you're like, where is this? And on one fake plant, the dog needed to be able to come in, search, and oh, I smell it, and then look up to indicate where the smell is. And scent work is really, really easy to train because the dog already knows it. There's three steps. You imprint the dog on the odor, which is just teaching the dog this smell is important. I have a handful of steak here and I have a Q-tip with two drops of birch here. The dog's gonna choose the steak. That's already important. So my job is to teach the dog to get the steak, put your nose on the birch. And that's imprinting. Once the dog has the idea, this smell is important to my human. Then the next step is the obedience to odor, that I go to that even if the steak is here, even if there's a pizza laying on the ground i go to the birch and then all good things will happen so obedience to odor don't get distracted don't be looking at other things and oh there's a rabbit going over there no you're looking for odor and then the third is the alert Because the dog has to be able to communicate to you as the handler, hey, I found that important smell. Come over here. You have to be able to recognize the change in your dog's behavior to be able to call that alert. So it's almost like the dog is teaching you how to know when he's found the odor. So in three easy steps, you've got nose work. And with this kit, you've got everything you need to teach it. Everything you need. And that
0: is so awesome. Thank you for breaking that down. Because part of the show was really about, you know, value added to our audience and, and basically bringing some attention to some of the resources that are out there. And like I said, I had to stop and rewind and, and I ended up purchasing the product. But for those out there who would like to find one for themselves, can you tell us where they can find it?
1: I have a shop on Etsy, which is Systematic Training for Dogs. And I have a website, systematic training for the number four dogs.com. And it's all one word, systematic training for dogs.com. And on there, you will find the order form for the kit, as well as some of these extra accessories that I'm starting to add. If
0: you're watching on YouTube, I'll link all of this in the description below. For those of you on the podcast, I'll definitely leave the links and resources in the description so you can check those out. Thanks so much, Teresa, for joining us on the show. I hope we can do it again down the road as you continue to evolve this product. And we're just going to try to get more reach for it because I just think it's an excellent tool to teach your dog scent work. For those on the podcast, take a moment five seconds out of your time and give this podcast a rating it really helps spread the word and bring us up so people can find us in the search traffic out there until next time continue to get after it You've just listened to an episode on the Dogs Are People Too podcast, presented by Dingle Days. If you like this episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at Dingle Days. If you want even more good stuff, make sure to go over to www.dingledaysphotography.com to find the show notes in our blog and head over to our Dingle Days community on YouTube so that you can connect with other followers of our training methods there. I can't wait to see you there! And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, continue to get after it and share your best life with your furry friend.